I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting, Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the wind, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast about Nothing, episode 76, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's your wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And not joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Yes, no kingpin. He is mostly around currently in Orlando, Florida. Lucky. And as for me, I've left the comforts of my kitchen to be in a swanky studio just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> swanky. Yes. Joined by a very special co-host. You've heard him. He is one third of the New Age Insiders, heard right here alongside us on the all new New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. And he is number four on the Kingpin's top five podcast feuds. So for that reason, I'm delighted to welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing, Bill Neville. Hello, Mr. Crockett. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. This is only the second time we've ever met in person. Yeah, so it's this a is little, exciting. Yeah, it is. I'm glad to have you in the studio. I'm very the swanky happy to studio. Be here. Yes, it's quite swanky. It's lovely, and I'm very uh, I'm out of my element here, but I'm uh, I'm and dealing now. I know about Mike Mills. Yes, who is the other two that are the number two and three ahead of me in the podcast view with Brian? Well, uh, number two is Cody Rhodes. Uh, oh, really? Yes, he's a friend it, of the show. Well, yes, because uh, particularly because of the New Age Insiders wrestling show. Oh, now heard on the New Age Insiders wrestling oh, network. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's he why. did. Uh, yes. Cody Rhodes did tell the, the title. Yes, he yes. did tell Brian Malonis to kiss his ass. Oh, that's right. Yes, he did. And then Malonis kicked his ass on a chaotic wrestling show shortly thereafter. Fair enough. So that he was number two and number he got one, his comeuppance. Yes, and number one overall is Filthy Tom Lawler of the UFC. Gotcha. Okay. Because he brought up uh, painful memories. From Brian Malonis' past when he was known as Brian Buffet. Oh, jeez. I heard about that. Yes. We're not going to touch on that because I don't want to move up in that ranking there. Well, uh, I can talk about it all sure, at once. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah. You guys, he, are, he you guys was, are best friends. He was known as Brian Buffet and uh, he didn't really like, he didn't take kindly to Filthy Tom Lawler uh, making mention of that. Makes sense. So we talked about a couple weeks ago with Antonio the Promised Thomas. He is a good friend of Tom Lawler as well and I think eventually something might happen between uh, Lawler and Malonis. Something did happen on a Beyond Wrestling show a little while back. Uh, we captured it on YouTube where Malonis groveled at the feet of filthy Tom Lawler. Oh boy. He, and Hopefully Malonis, his feet weren't filthy. <laughs> and Malonis likes to say that uh, I did some crafty editing. To make it look like he was groveling, but uh, that is gotcha. not the case. That is not the case. He is a he is a groveler. It is captured. You can find it on a YouTube channel. We made a nice little YouTube URL, which is tinyurl.com slash WPAN YouTube. So find that, and you can find our Filthy Tom Lawler interview. It's not really an interview. It's, as I said, it's Malonis. Groveling. Yes. At the feet. At the filthy feet of filthy Tom Lawler. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we are here basically 
at the New Age Insiders compound to celebrate the fact that starting this week, not only is there the brand new network, NAI Pop, yep. we are exclusively now on the all new NAI Wrestling Network with you guys, with the New Age Insiders Wrestling Show, the flagship show. It's exciting, man. Uh, it's, a, it's a big week for us. We uh, we changed up a whole bunch of stuff. We have the, the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network that you're talking about, where we have us. We have um, the WPAN, the wrestling podcast about nothing. We have the brand new Shattered Glass cast coming soon. And uh, and DC and Doc Talk, and also the Rant with Ant. So we're also, uh, we combined a couple of shows. Uh, I know Jason's in the shtick always says, we offer you seven days of content because you deserve eight. But it became a little bit much. And so we're going to kind of scale down a little bit because we also are offering the NAI Pop channel now, which uh, features shows that are non-wrestling related. So we're all really excited to uh, to get uh, diving into that. And it is uh, on the original network where we were. Yeah, we repurposed the NAI network feed. We gave everybody about a month's notice that uh, all the wrestling shows from that feed were actually going to move over to the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network feed where our show was featured. And now, uh, so all the wrestling shows are on our feed, and then NAI Pop is an entirely new feed. The only shows that stayed on there from the past were Late Night Liam episodes and Town Hall episodes. So going forward, all the new shows on NAI Pop will be over there. All right, and it's uh, all... This huge uh, conglomeration, if that's yes, a word. Which, under the big umbrella. The yes. big Bullet Club umbrella. And I'm happy to be here in the uh, official NAI studios. Happy to have you, buddy. And we're going to have a couple of guests here in just a second. Yeah. But, uh, speaking of the New Age Insiders, a big fan of the New Age Insiders uh, are the guys over the 10 Count blog. And I was a guest this week on their 10 Count podcast. Oh, fun. So if you want to go check that out, uh, it's available on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever else podcasts are sold. The uh, Ten Count Podcast. My, I'm the special guest this week, and thank you very much to Jason over there, the Ten Count Blog, for having me. And uh, today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on the NAI Wrestling Network, your promo about nothing is coming up and a whole lot more. But first, uh, Bill, of course, Jason and Liam are great. Uh, the Kingpin's all right. But this, week's, this week, it's all about us. Yes. Uh, I'll say it's so you don't have to, Bill. I know you're very humble. I am. But we are the unsung heroes of our respective podcasts. Fair. <laughs> so you're not that Fair. humble. All right. Fair. <laughs> uh, the others make it the glory. Yep. Bill. But we're pulling we do the, the strings. grunt work behind the yeah. scenes. We're pulling the strings, as they say, but here behind the scenes. But uh, speaking of behind the scenes, it's a Tony S. segue there. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain. I arrived here to the NAI studios a little earlier today and almost tripped over something. What are you, Chip? Well, as it turns out, it was Chip. <laughs> uh, apparently, he just lives down here. In yeah, the, pretty much. In the NAI studio. might as well at this point. Let's have a fifth roommate. <laughs> he's a, a part of the Check in the Boots podcast, and I guess just by the fact that he makes his home here, uh, he's found his way onto the NAI Wrestling Network as part of a new show debuting this week called the Shattered Glass Cast. It is Chip K. Fabe. I'm glad you let me back on. Malonis was kind of pissed at me last time I was on here. Yeah, you... Uh wasn't my fault. It was Tony's fault. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> you didn't make the top five, though, so you got that, that going that's for good. you. Fair. But thank you for having me back. Uh, I, I really it. appreciate having you here as the... I mean, the show hasn't even started yet, and we're already calling you the unsung hero yeah, right. of the Shattered Glass cast. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it started for me already. So uh, it's going to be about women's wrestling. It's going to be centered primarily. on women's wrestling, but we will talk about other things. But the majority of the show is going to be women's wrestling. Um, we're looking forward. We're going to have female guests come on in a recurring role. I'm working on that. And we're dropping on Saturdays too, so we're recording this week, and we look forward to it dropping this week, uh, this weekend. 
All right. And it's with Matt McCool and Damien Damien. Salty G. And uh, make sure you look up the Shattered Glasscast coming this weekend to the NAI Wrestling Network. We also have a Twitter at GlasscastNAI. All right. And so I guess let's get this network kickoff party by Coastal. Let's do it. By bringing in the co-host of Rant with Ant, who is also, I guess, one of the driving forces behind the new NAI pop the pop culture he's, podcast he's played feed. a huge role in getting this going all right well here he is he is glenn rodriguez aka g-rod hello g-rod how you doing glad to be here it's really good to have you here it's kind of funny that i've had g-rod on the podcast and i haven't had ant on yet so <laughs> well you have to get him on soon for sure i definitely will uh well it's great to have you here g-rod and chip and of course bill who's running the thing he's, he's basically the unsung hero of my podcast today. Yeah, this pay episode. no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> well, uh, we're talking about unsung <laughs> the heroes. Of pods. Yes, and we're talking about unsung heroes. And G Rod, you certainly qualify with all you're doing on both feeds. And Chip, I'm I'm just doing whatever. Sure, sure. <laughs> Chip's well, I, just chipping along. Yes. Uh, I was actually hoping to have representation from the other NAI Wrestling Network podcast, DC and Doc Talk. But apparently the debate on who was the unsung hero of that podcast is still raging on <laughs> behind the scenes. Uh, they ran out of time. They couldn't be here. But of course, check out DC and Doc Talk. But that's kind of the theme here today. The workhorses, the underappreciated, the guys that don't get the respect they deserve. So looking beyond us, beyond the NAI Wrestling Network, let's talk about today the unsung heroes in the business we love. And I will start it out for me. Being a referee, uh, even though I am on an extended hiatus, the unsung hero I'm going to talk about are the referees. You agree? Yes. Thank you. Well, John Cone was on my list. Really? Just for that single bump that he took when the referee when the when the ring exploded <laughs> with uh, Braun Strowman in the Big Show because that was amazing. It well, there really- goes my pick. That was my pick too. <laughs> was it? Yeah. That's so funny. Well, I'm going to go a little more general and just say the referees in yeah. general. People don't know or people don't realize sometimes the amount the referees, uh, the amount of control the referees have and what's going on out there. Uh, just relaying information back and forth. Uh, they have their earpieces in. Obviously, they're getting a word from the back, and they have to share that information with the guys. Uh, and of course, like non discreetly too. Yes, yep. and uh, just I mean, even doing ring crew. There's a picture of a famous photo that was out there of Charles Robinson, who's forty something, if not fifty at this point, out there still doing ring crew. Uh, a lot of the referees in WWE are doing ring crew. So just the re- the the role of the referee is just one of the most underappreciated roles and i'm happy every week here to bring light to it i know you feel the same way chip because uh, you know you're close to tony on the check of the boots podcast oh he makes it very well known that referees are underappreciated very very well known <laughs> definitely so uh john you said john cone as well john cone uh, i had mark eaton too uh the timekeeper for yes. years and uh Jim not, Johnson, not anymore, especially. but yeah. Is he is he mm. gone? Mark Eaton? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They, yeah, they let him go. Oh, I had no After idea. After like 30 years. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. I thought he was still there. No. But, yeah. One of the best things he did was he was the one that threw the beers. The beers. That, yep. that was my reason. <laughs> just, my childhood wouldn't be the same without him throwing beers <laughs> to Steve Austin. Uh, so any other production members? I know. You, I think I just heard you say Jim Johnston, Chip. Yes. Who, he was on my list as well. Yep. Yeah. He, same, he's legendary. Yeah. I mean, all the... His theme songs, his pay-per-view theme songs, too. I think he did a few of them, but they're just so important to you know our childhood, growing up in wrestling. I need to get closer. Uh, <laughs> I hit my face on the mic. Um, <laughs> That's the first time. <laughs> All right, 
just his music was so important to us growing up in wrestling and still is to this day undertaker's theme song especially yeah that, that's his work and that's legendary in wrestling and always will be g-rod what are you thinking uh, you did agree with uh, jim johnson is there anybody else behind the scenes that you thought uh, deserved recognition like we're giving out recognition here today on the wrestling podcast about nothing what do you think you know i was going to say cfos too just because music just plays such a big you know uh part in in wrestling in general it's that they're part of their identity and i know cfos have been getting a lot of praise lately but like they created some of the best theme songs that we have for all these people that are coming out from nxc like nakamura and finn and those are iconic songs so for me for the the identity of a wrestler uh music is a big thing and i feel like the cfo should get a lot more praise than they do and i'm I'm really happy you guys brought up jim johnson too because like without those guys i don't know if these characters would be as iconic as they are and uh, you, as a music guy, you actually have a music podcast that's going to be on the NAI Pop channel, which is Songs for the Moment, correct? Correct. And uh, the, so you're you're the music guru of the uh, New Age Insiders whole network here, so it's really good to have you here. So <laughs> when it comes to, how about announcers? How about Howard Finkel? Yep. yep. Let's talk about Howard oh, Finkel. Yes. Not only the voice of... Our childhoods, probably. You just think of those announcements. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. uh, so <laughs> Finkel, not only did he was the first employee of the WWF when uh, Vince Jr. took it all over. And, of course, he did a bunch of things behind the scenes as well. I know it was his job to keep up with all the the newsletters to keep up with all the hotlines back in the day. He would call them all up and, yep. and write up reports for, you know, yep. for Vince and the guys in the office. So Finkel did so much behind the scenes that was just uh, not appreciated, uh, you know, beyond the stuff that he did in the ring, which was obviously fantastic. Uh, Bill, is there anybody else behind the scenes that you're thinking about? I was thinking along those, the same lines. I had Howard Finkel on my list and Tony Chimmel. Tony and, Chimmel. And even going as recent as today, Greg Hamilton's doing a great job over on SmackDown. Yeah. He's uh, he's the kind of guy who you, it feels like a huge deal every time he announces a match. Like everything from the Ty Dillinger's entrance to AJ Styles and the crowd chanting along with him or the one fall and pausing, waiting for the crowd to say, and one fall. And it's just, he's doing a really good job. He's probably the best announcer they have, they've had since Roberts. Yeah, I was going to say, he's on the same kind of pace as Justin Roberts, like making big matches feel bigger, but yes. not the same type of voice. You know, Justin yeah. Roberts had that deep voice. Because they, they, they have a really bad track record of trotting women out there that are pretty but can't do the job. Joe right. Like JoJo and uh, Cody's wife wasn't very good at it. Lillian was Lillian the wasn't exception. good either. Uh, she was okay, in my opinion. But you got guys like Finkel. You got Tony Chimmel, who um, was the voice of SmackDown forever. Rated R superstar. I was just about to do that. <laughs> the uh, the iconic Edge introductions. Um, those guys are play a huge role in, especially when you attend at a live event and you they get you hyped for the match. So I'm I'm definitely big. Uh, hugely biased behind the announcers because i am an announcer myself as well i've never done any wrestling but i do a ton of sports 
and uh, you do the intro for the Check in the Boots podcast. I do. Yes. I do. And it's the best intro we've had. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because Tony's voice is on our original intro. <laughs> you can totally tell. No, no, no. I couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't tell. tell. I, I want, you I should want... always have a voice not on the show do the intro. Trust me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, uh, you know, Bill, obviously, you've been around Chaotic Wrestling and a bunch of independent promotions. And I, I mentioned the ring crew, but that's a big part. Just setting up a show takes so much. It takes so many hands. For sure. And it's... Uh, you know the fans walk in the door and everything's set up and they kind of take it for granted but there's mm-hmm. so much that goes into putting on a wrestling show at any level yeah it the uh on the chaotic level it's it's pretty impressive when we get to when we get to the uh the hall where the show is taking place it's just it looks like you're walking into like a wedding reception it's just a wide open floor with some chairs laying around and and then you got to transform that into uh, a wrestling set where the ring gets set up in the middle of the uh, middle of the room. Then you got the guardrails, you got all the chairs, you got to line up, and then you got to put the the what's it called the uh, scaffolding or or whatever it is that has the curtains on it. Um, then you can put up the screen, and you got to set up the speakers, and it's just it's a it's an impressive operation, even on a level that small. I can't even imagine what it's like for WWE, where you go into the TD Garden, it's just a cement floor, and then in like eight hours, it's this spectacle. Uh, setup where you got this huge screen and this led ramp and the and the the lighting and the the sound and it's just it's it's so impressive what goes on behind the scenes to make wrestling look good or how about how about yeah. uh this past year's wrestlemania where oh my god they were there Man. like a week ahead of time to set there was thing. like three weeks ahead of time <laughs> yeah. it's insane you build that roller coaster and the the big universal ball that was up there on the set and just it's mm-hmm. it was mighty impressive it was a multi-million dollar set and i can't even i can't even fathom what it's like to work on that and then see it as at completion and see the show with everything the work you've done right right it's gotta be really cool and then i just gotta think afterwards you're just looking up at it like oh my god (laughs) now we gotta take this down right (laughs) i wonder how long i wonder how long the loadout is for that i don't know it's gotta be a couple weeks i would imagine man uh all right before we move on to the unsung heroes in the ring uh g-rod is there anything else that you had for unsung heroes outside the ring yeah, uh, the video editors of yes. WWE who put on these amazing cinematic type packages. I'm a video editor. That's my job. And just to see what they do, it's it's phenomenal. Like it, uh, the Nakamura Jinder Mahal uh, video package before their match at uh, SummerSlam blew me away. I was like, I'm ready for this match. And even though I'm not a big Jinder guy. And and Nakamura lost. I didn't really care because that video just made me like, okay, I could watch this match over and over again just because of that package. So they put out some of the best like opening package, packages, the matches or the pay-per-views or just tribute montages. Just amazing. They don't ever get the credit that they, just, they deserve. Really good call there. Yeah. The video I always go back to is WrestleMania, WrestleMania 17, the Austin Rock. Uh, what's the name of the song? Um it's in my, my way. way, my way. way. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I always go back to yep. that video package. That was incredible. What about the one before uh, Miz's title defense? Were they at twenty seven? Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was see, I don't remember that one. The Hate oh, Me Now yeah. with Nas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I gotta find that one. That was Very awesome. Very good. Yeah. Even on the local level, I know when I was working with Chaotic behind the scenes doing video stuff, it was we're trying to get these videos together to build up. It's amazing what you can do just with a two minute video package to just make something feel big out of nothing feel important. Yep. Yeah, it's just uh, it's really good feeling to be able to. I mean, it it pumps everybody up, not only the people in the crowd, but the 
guys work on the match. Yep. They see the video and they're like, they they're are more invested. Everyone gets more invested yep. with these video packages. And uh, yeah, great call. Uh, before we move on to the wrestlers, though, this is a wrestler who's currently outside the ring. How about William Regal? What he's done for basically guys showing up at TV these days is amazing because we talked about it on the podcast, me and Brian, going to WWE TV uh, as an extra talent. You were basically the scourge of the earth, if that's a word. Yeah. Uh, you you were not appreciated. Yeah. You you were in the way, essentially. It was a tough road there in the uh, early 2000s. But when William Regal was kind of put in that position, I'm not sure he's even still in that position now if he's going to TV each week. But this is a guy that cares about talent. He, you hear him, you hear that he's at PWG looking at talent. You hear he's all over the place just watching matches. He and showed up at Chaotic a couple times. He did, yes. He was guest GM for the evening, correct? He was. And yeah, just the fact that he's out there looking for talent and he has such great advice and he's so personable with these guys. I've heard stories about, uh, you know, Biff Busick, who, who uh, you've uh, done some business dealings with yep. there, Bill. AKA um, Oni Lorkin. Yes, from NXT. Uh, so. William Regal has really bridged the gap between the you know the management side and the talent side, and that's a perfect guy to do it. Guy, you know, obviously who is a former uh, in-ring competitor. So just the fact that guys can go to TV these days and get seen and feel like they're uh, appreciated part of the whole production is. I mean, that, that can't be beat. And uh, everything we hear in these days about people that go to TV, there is a genuine chance for you to get looked at, which wasn't the case for a, a very, very long time. And that's uh, a fantastic thing. And so William Regal, uh, I would also say Goldust here, too, is an also, another guy mm. that I've heard that also uh, takes special notice of the extra talent and helps them out and gives them advice and stuff like Very that. Cool. So, yeah, Goldust. I never heard that. William Regal are two guys that have really improved the the morale of the guys that are just going to TV, just looking to get a shot. So, uh, all right, let's move on to the best unsung heroes in the ring of yesterday and today. And Bill Neville, I'll let you take the floor first. Okay. For this, what do you got? All right. So the first one I thought of, especially uh, from today, is Dolph Ziggler. Um, I think he is incredibly underrated. He's a very good performer. He's a good talker. They could just never quite find the the character they wanted out of him. But man, does he make everyone else look amazing? Whether it be a DDT and looks like he's landing on his head and flipping over or just selling finishers like crazy and just make in looking dead after devastating moves. That guy is so undervalued and so underappreciated in the ring today. It's, it's not even funny. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad to see that he never really became anything in this business, even though he's been, Spirit Squad, come on! No, come on. (laughs) He's 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 only been with the company for eleven years. I mean, come on! Like, why? How has this guy not been able to do really anything? I mean, he got his championship shot in uh, in 2013 at the Raw after WrestleMania 29, um, and then got hurt right after that, and that just kind of put that on the shelf which was unfortunate and he never really recovered from that he was Chavo's caddy too at one point wasn't he <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when Chavo was Kerwin White <laughs> yes. 
Uh, so Dolph Ziggler would definitely be my my guy from today that is dramatically underappreciated and makes everyone else look really good. It seems like he's underappreciated by WWE, but Itself, I think yeah. he's uh, he's appreciated by the IWC, if you will, <laughs> oh, yeah, for the sure. wrestling community. And but maybe even them are. I get that. I think they've soured on him at yeah. this point. Too. Oh, big time. Yeah, like me especially. I was people his are, biggest fan now because people are tired of of the loser losing the loser matches. Yeah. So, and no one ever does that when it, when it's like, oh, I'm if I lose, I'm gonna lose my job, and he loses. Yeah. If, if I lose, I'm gonna quit, and he loses. It's like Dolph Ziggler never wins. Right. It's yeah. just it, people are tired of that, and hopefully, this new character where he's making fun of everything but the actual wrestling works out. But I, I, I'm yeah. not sure if it is going to. A losing streak never yeah. gets anyone over in the end. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> G Rod, what do you think when it comes to people in the ring? For unsung heroes. Well, you mentioned him in the last segment. I'm going to mention him again here. Uh, Goldust. I, uh, Dustin Rhodes, whatever you want to call him. He constantly puts on amazing, or not amazing, but great matches. He's an amazing wrestler, a worker, understands the business. I don't think he gets enough praise uh, for what he does um, in the ring as well. And, you know, going back to when he was Goldust in the Attitude Era and to now, he just makes everyone look good, makes the match, you know, work really well with someone who might not be, um, you know, experienced or whatnot. So um, his match with Bray was really fun to watch. So I, I pick Goldust for sure. We were talking about the artist formerly known as Goldust in the Attitude Era. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a dark I, period for that Goldust. was weird I didn't understand that when I was a kid <laughs> I didn't understand it I was a little older yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. exactly uh, so Chip what do you think well I guess it still qualifies today because it was so recent but big show for me easy I mean look what he's done for mm. Strowman since the beginning of this year uh, made him into a star look you he's know. done from day one right right I mean coming in as Paul White throwing Austin out of the cage yep and all the way to today and when he's 45 I think is he 45 is he really he was twenty one ninety five. No, so he can't be. That's terrible math on my part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old he is, but damn it, Chip. <laughs> but uh, he's made Strowman look like a star. He's made many people look like stars, and you can talk about his ha- face and heel turns. But he's really done it and done it masterfully his whole career. Yeah, I mean, I remember him putting over Zach Gowan. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Snap with one leg. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He he did uh, anything he was asked. Brock Lesnar too. Yeah. In two thousand two three. Even The Undertaker at one point in 2003, the end of the American Badass. I know you love American Badass. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> but it's been done masterfully his whole, masterful, uh, his whole career. Whatever. I'll forget that word. <laughs> <laughs> English is not Chip my first stumbles language. over his feet and over his own words. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm going to go back a little bit. We're talking about yesterday and today. But I'm going to say overall, in general, the enhancement talent back in the day. Uh, on Saturday mornings, it was WWF Superstars of Wrestling and Wrestling Challenge. And it was the stars, the superstars against the bums. You know, those guys that, uh, you know, your Barry Horowitzes, your Iron Mike Sharps. Brooklyn your, Brawlers. Yes, your Steve Lombardis. Uh, just those guys, their, their role was to just make the stars look good. And that's what they did week in and week out. And that to get them ready to have people pay to see them on house shows, to see them on pay-per-view. And so you knew what the big moves were. There's no way to know because they weren't putting the stars against the stars on TV in those days. Uh, so 
to know what the guy's finishing maneuver was, you had to have some guy in there from a local, you know, wrestling school with three matches, you know, some pale white skinny guy had to take those moves to be able to know what's going on when the two stars collided. The enhancement talent, the jobbers, if you will, the, you know, those guys are, were a huge part back in the day and unsung in my eyes. Uh, we talked about it on the BDA radio episode about favorite enhancement talent. You can go back and check that out on the BDA radio feed. But enhancement talent overall was just a, a big part of it back in the day and obviously uh, underappreciated. Billy, got anything else in terms of today or yesterday? Uh, I think another very underappreciated, uh, uh, underappreciated guy, but he's been a lot more appreciated lately, is The Miz. Uh, right. He's been in the company for almost 12 years now. I think he came in in like 05, 06. And man, has he done a great job. And the worst thing that's happened to him recently was going over to Raw because he was the king of SmackDown Live for months there after the draft. Was it after the draft or was it, it was after, after the Shake the Up, right? Uh, on SmackDown Live. Miz went to, the, to SmackDown, went to SmackDown on in the draft. draft. Okay. On the draft, yep. So after the draft, Miz became the all-star on SmackDown, whether it be in putting on plenty good enough matches and talking his way out of anything. Well, talking smack is what made him a star. Exactly. To, to talking smack after the show made him even more of an, an all-star component to that show. And then in the shakeup, when he went to Raw, he kind of got lost in the, the kerfuffle that is Roman Reigns and, and, and Brock Lesnar's whole year-long story that... Miz felt like he was on the road to the WWE Championship on SmackDown, and then once he went to Raw, he kind of fell off because no one, let's be honest, no one is touching the Universal title until SummerSlam of next year, at least, besides Roman Reigns yeah. or Brock Lesnar. Isn't that crazy to think about? It's wow. it's It sucks. It's but, nuts. But Miz, even as the Intercontinental Champion, has still done a great job, and he, even bringing light to guys like Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas in the Miz Tourage, and those guys are, are getting some extreme heel heat on Raw every single week. And it looks yep. like we're leading towards something with the Shield, which I, I hate. But um, <laughs> Miz has done such a great job in the last two years of, of developing his character and cutting promos right on that line of kayfabe and shoot that it feels the most real of pretty much anybody besides maybe Kevin Owens on the entire WWE programming. So I'll take the miss. All right. Uh, so about that possible shield reunion thing, you, do you think it's going to happen? I do. I yeah. do. They, they teased yeah. it because the three guys, uh, Mr. Right. The Miz did the whole fist thing. I just, I think with Roman Reigns still using the music and still wearing the gear, essentially, it's just, it's not the right time. It's not going to hit the same way. And Dean Ambrose and, and Seth Rollins are off doing their own thing, and they should they should split up and split the same way that Rollins and, and Ambrose, um, uh, the same way that Rollins split from the Shield, where Dean turns on Rollins this time around, and then the Shield reunion happens like two or three years down the road. Yeah, I think it's way too soon for for oh, that yeah. Shield reunion, especially for them to use it on the Mister. Right. I mean, why why not reunite as faces and take down somebody that's been running rough shot on the entire company for a while like the shield's all about injustices right outsiders coming in adam yeah. cole kyle fish kyle o'reilly fish yeah uh, did i say kyle fish, kyle fish. damn it yep. i did kyle that yesterday fish. too <laughs> um or either that or, or somebody like the balor club where you have uh, finn balor and you, you team him up with uh gals and anderson or whoever is going to come in but like and have them torture everybody or or 
start running the show, kind of like the authority. Kind of like uh, a couple of years ago when they did the uh, the evolution reunion, where um, where Hunter was kind of running the show, and then they brought back uh, Batista and Orton to do their thing, and they went up against the Shield, which was awesome. Those matches were so memorable. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's way too soon for that. But back to my other point, it's the uh, the Miz was definitely um, my unsung guy today for sure. Hopefully it's just a red herring with the the whole shield reunion, but yeah. I guess we'll have to we'll have to see. Um, what about for the women's division chip? I know you got the Shatter Glass cast yep. coming this weekend to the NAI Wrestling Network. I, I had my on my list Natalia. Oh, easy. She's so she's a workhorse. She has been since she started. I don't even think she's been out with an injury since she came into the company in two thousand seven. As a face, she was meh, and when she first turned heels, meh. But now she's come into her own. She's cutting decent promos for a heel. And again, her work rate is second to none still to this day. I go back to her match with Charlotte at NXT Arrival, and that's where people finally realize, wow, Natalia is actually pretty good at this. Yeah, she's been kind of the backbone of the division before right. those. Uh, you know, she the was the first women's team. wrestler in a Divas division. There you go. So. Yeah, perfectly said. Uh, anything else there, Girod, in terms of guys today you think are unsung heroes? I just might get a little heat with with everyone but uh-huh. uh uh ty dellinger oh thank god because <laughs> for me knowing and this is only from knowing what's going on behind the scenes where he's the guy that or i don't know if he still is but i know he was the guy that everyone got back in the ring with to start training to come back he was the guy that worked with them and he was pretty much an enhancement talent down in nxt and he's a great worker I, I've always enjoyed watching him, even if he lost. I was always a fan of him. But just knowing that he was the guy to help and train, you know, with the guys that were coming back is an awesome thing. And everyone has great words about him, you know, the the wrestlers and everything in interviews if his name ever gets brought up. So I feel like that deserves the unsung hero tag for sure. Cody Rhodes loves that guy too. He talks about how he's been down there for in developmental for ten years or something like that. It's insane to think about. Yeah, he had a first like life in WWE where he was in OVW. Sean Spears, I yep. think, was his name, and uh, he was released and then brought back. And yeah, he's been working in developmental forever. And yeah. I'm not sure what's going on with him on the main roster right now. He's, not much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he, he did yeah. the uh, uh, he's done some pre-show stuff. He did the open challenge with AJ, which was a pretty good match too. So uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Ty Dillinger's uh, is a great pick. I'm gonna take it back old school because all you, all you guys are. Uh, oh, I have one for old school. You're you're all youngins, so uh, I think I, I'm towing the load when it comes to uh, the days of past. But what about I'm gonna throw out there Bam Bam Bigelow because in particular his match at WrestleMania with Lawrence Taylor. This guy was a football player, didn't belong in a wrestling ring, but he put on a main event match. And it was basically due to, well, one, Pat Patterson was in there as the referee to help out. And he was working with Bam Bam Bigelow. And Bigelow was, as a big man, Kingpin will love me talking about this, as a big man, a lot of big men are underappreciated because they don't do the high-flying, flashy stuff that a lot of people like to see. They like to see you know the eye candy, just uh, guys jumping around and flying off the tops of buildings and all this yep. other stuff. But uh, a guy like Bam Bam Bigelow, I mean, he, he could do some high-flying things, did a nice moonsault. He did that headbutt off the top rope. But uh, he, in particular, Bam Bam as a talent is underappreciated. And especially when it comes to WrestleMania, what is that? Which WrestleMania was that? Uh, 11? Uh, it was the year 
11? It was 11, so it was two years before Austin Brett. I 11, think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that, that match in particular, just to me, that guy is an unsung hero for getting this football player through this wrestling match at WrestleMania. Um, and it was widely known that Lawrence Taylor came out after that and said that that was one of the hardest things athletically he's ever done. And that's coming from an all-star, all-pro, Hall of Fame NFL player, yep. Yeah, which is impressive. So, Chip, you said you had another unsung hero yeah. from the past? Uh, Nova, not Simon <laughs> Dean. <laughs> no. I, I, I hate Simon Dean, but Nova in ECW, he made every move look like a finish, like I know the running joke is he invented everything, but it really did watching ECW feel like that. I can't remember what his actual finish was because he had so many that looked like his finisher. You know Crips what I mean? Night Crunch. Maybe? Is that what it was? The I, Simon I system? So. Oh, I hate Simon. Don't talk about Simon <laughs> Dean. Almost as bad as Enzo. Let's not go there. I, I'm not sure about uh, about Nova. I wasn't really super. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I love Nova. I don't know why. I loved him. I wasn't a WCW guy anyway. So, But if you're talking about underappreciated people of ECW, I'm just going to go to the very Alfonso. I'm going to go to the very top. No, even, even above Bill Alfonso. <laughs> Todd Gordon. I was going to say Bula McGillicuddy. But yeah. Well, oh. she was. Uh, I appreciated her in a couple of magazines. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but Todd Gordon, who was basically the money behind ECW, he showed his face every now and again on TV. He would do, he'd be a part of angles. But I mean, Paul E. got all the glory when it came to the original ECW. But Todd Gordon was a big part of getting that thing off the ground. And yep. a lot of people maybe even not, don't even know that. But uh, or they don't even think about it. And Todd Gordon, he had a a business. He sold jewelry, and that helped finance the early days of ECW. Eventually, he was pushed out. There was a whole strange thing about him possibly uh, going behind Polly's back and pushing talent to WCW. There was a, it was a whole thing back in the day that uh, I'm sure you can look up, uh, Google it to see what about Todd Gordon uh, when he got ousted from his position ECW. But Todd Gordon was a big part of keeping ECW afloat in yep. the early days and helping launch them to call. where they got to. And one more for ECW, Taz. I mean, that's simple enough to say for Taz. He was just a phenomenal worker, I thought, anyways. And he helped uh, at the training school, the House of Hardcore. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which helped launch uh, a couple careers there. Yeah. Chris Chetty, for one. I don't remember that name at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe to stick maybe with the ring yeah, stuff. Crockett's outdating us here. <laughs> G-Rod in the West Coast. What are you thinking in terms of unsung heroes? <laughs> yes. Um, I would go Billy Gunn. Um, okay. I always thought he was a solid worker in the ring. Uh, he never really got much praise. I mean, it was always uh, Road Dog that took the glory. And then obviously when they were part of DX, it was Triple H always. So, um, And Hunter and, will tell you that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Billy Gunn just I, – I think he still puts on solid work. I mean – from back in the day and then today, I just he's definitely an unsung hero. I was at the New Japan um, shows here in Long Beach, and he put on a pretty decent match with an injured Tanahashi. And yep. uh, for a guy his age to be able to help um, someone who was injured do, do their thing, that deserves the tag. Yeah, I, I would say him. I guess his ass got more appreciation than the rest of them did. Uh, True. He, he, he always blew a hell of a comeback, too, in uh, tag team matches. He was always all over the place, just yep. going like a ping pong ball. Just I always said Cass learned his hot tag from Billy Gunn. Yeah. He had to. 
Yeah. It, <laughs> and he was down there in NXT for a yep. while until he got released due to some, uh, you know, whatever went on there. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kingpin, of course, gives high praise to Billy Gunn. He worked with him recently. So uh, Billy Gunn, that's a great pick. Thanks, G-Rod. Uh, anything else for Chip? Nope. I think I got everybody. You got everybody. Even Nova. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Even Nova. Even Nova. Uh, maybe we'll let that one out, too, there. No, yeah, I'm we just... can do that. <laughs> uh, Unsung Heroes. Unsung Heroes, uh, we're here. The Unsung Heroes of the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network talking about the Unsung Heroes of professional wrestling. And we want your feedback. Every week, we do something called Merv Griffin Time, a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. So tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our discussion, and use the hashtag WPAN. We'll mention you in your tweets later this week because every Thursday, it's an all-new, all-different episode of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDA Radio. You can vote at the WPAN on Twitter Monday nights to decide what we discuss in the show, and you never know what else will come up. So be sure to seek it out each and every week. Also, you can download past episodes of this very podcast right here. As they come off the NAI Wrestling Network feed, they get added over there, and we are slowly going to add the ones for the past few months. A bunch came off at the same time when the whole transition took place, and I don't want to put up, like, 12 episodes all at once so slowly we will work those old episodes onto the bda radio feed so just check it out at the wrestling podcast about nothing feed on your favorite podcast platform or you can find it all at bdaradio.com but back to all things nai i know g-rod that you had a big hand in helping with the formation of the nai pop podcast feed uh what can you tell me about what we're going to see with this brand new network um, well, it's all things pop culture. And, you know, when we talked about it behind the scenes, we wanted to, you know, have all aspects of pop culture involved movies, TV, music, uh, nerd culture. So we're going to see a lot of shows representing all that. Comically Nerdy starts off the week um, with Phil and Ray and their merry band of characters that they bring on where they talk <laughs> about all nerd uh, things, you know comics and everything you can think of nerd uh, culture collecting pop vinyl whatever they they have it covered and their show is amazing and i'm so happy that they're along with us on the ride and then tuesdays is memory mania where they go back to the 90s and talk about all the awesome nostalgia which is going to be fun because i was a 90s kid and hearing about all that stuff always makes me happy you got late night liam which is one of my favorite late night shows to listen to uh liam and bill do an amazing job over there and then you have Songs for the Moment, which is my show. It's a 30-minute podcast about music where a guest or myself come on. We talk about five songs in particular with stories that we have connected to them. Um, like the time uh, we almost hit, um, what's that actor's name that I have lost in my head? Um, his last <laughs> name's Farrell. He's Irish. We almost hit him in the Hollywood Hills one time while listening oh, to Colin the first scene in the car. Colin Farrell, yeah. Um, so you can hear stories like that you know, on songs for the moment. And yeah, it's going to be an awesome time. We have a whole bunch of other things planned for NAI pop. And I'm just really excited to be part of it. And Bill, you have been behind the scenes all this weekend, getting NAI pop ready for launch. It launched yesterday. You listen to this on Monday. We're recording on Sunday, however. Uh, so you all last night and today, you're getting NAI pop ready. Uh, what has gone into this whole transition here? I think the the three main reasons in my head that we started NAI pop were these. And number one is uh, there's a huge market in the industry of pop culture. I mean, outside of wrestling, there's there's so much more out there to be talked about, whether it be movies, TV, music, sports, 
just anything out there. And there's such a huge untapped market for us um, that we're t- going to try to dive all into right now. Um, number two, who doesn't enjoy nostalgia? I mean, it, one of the coolest things that I've done since we started this whole thing, it wasn't even wrestling related. It was in G-Rod, you were part of this. And we, we did the Town Hall podcast and we had the Nick Arcade host Phil Moore on for an hour. And we were talking to him about his time yep. on, on uh, Nick Arcade and talking about all the other shows and behind the scenes stuff. And like that was a huge mark out moment for me when I was able to get Phil Moore to, uh, to come and, and commit to, to do that show because um, I was a huge Nick Arcade fan. I always wanted to know what the hell happened behind that foggy door. Um, be, being like six-year-old me had no idea what a green screen was. So like I thought they were literally in the video game and I always wanted to take a peek behind there. So I was always really interested in that kind of stuff. And then the, the, third, uh, the third thing is the collective group of all of us very talented people, and that includes you too, Mike. Oh, um, you're always welcome to, to come on anything. Um, we all have other interests outside of professional wrestling. I mean, you got G-Rod who loves his movies and he's a filmmaker himself and same with Liam Stryker. And then I'm a huge sports fan and, uh, and Jason's a big comic book guy. He loves Batman. He loves all that kind of stuff. And, and chip, uh, chips, uh, chips the same way. He loves, he loves that kind of stuff. And, you know, and Phil and Ant and all those guys just have so many other interests, interests that they're interested in talking about outside of professional wrestling. It's, it's, it's kind of silly for us to only talk about professional wrestling because it's not the only thing we're passionate about. So starting an AI pop was um, an idea that came to us months ago. And we figure, you know, it, it gets kind of tiresome discussing the inner workings of professional wrestling. What's going to happen here? What happened there? Um, and why not sort of give our fans who we know there is a bunch of nerds out there too and sports fans and and movie fans and music fans we know that those people all are on the same line as well why not tap into that market and try to bring them um, what they already trust us for our wrestling talk why not see if they trust us for our um, everything else talk so NAI pop was uh, was born under that description yeah, so uh, we actually did, me and Brian did talk about possibly doing a podcast for NAI Pop. We love Big Brother, yeah. the <laughs> CBS reality show. My and, sister loves Big Brother. And, and, <laughs> That's awesome. And they're, and they're doing a celebrity edition this winter. Really? So, yes. Ooh. We're talking about perhaps doing a recap show of that. Done. Do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, it's confirmed, Kingfans, confirmed. And, and like I know we were talking about earlier the, the lineup of shows that we were launching today, October 1st, but... We're also open to having all sorts of themed stuff too. I mean, it doesn't like for your Big Brother show in, in particular that you're you're talking about right now. That obviously wouldn't be a year round, once a week thing. Right. It would be when Big Brother's on. Like even if we had female fans who wanted to do a show about The Bachelor and they wanted to maybe do like a Bachelor show or or what, what about a male fan who wants to talk about I know, The Bachelor? Right. What yeah, are, you are, you, are you a Bachelor <laughs> fan? Chuck? Why are you looking at me, man? Because <laughs> you're in the room. Um, uh, we have uh, we've had thoughts about doing fantasy football stuff. Just it, it's the NAI Pop channel is is open to anything, which is the best part about it, is that you can have like it's not just strictly about professional wrestling it's literally everything else then and so we're going to take full advantage of that and uh hopefully we'll we'll thrive and it's cool looking from the outside in seeing people that i've listened to forever talk about wrestling that they have other interests it's not just wrestling right in life, you know? right so it's pretty cool 
So uh, we've talked about NAI Pop. What about the future of the NAI Wrestling Show and the NAI Wrestling Network? I know we've talked about more video stuff yes. coming up. Uh, yep. What else can we expect? Um, we have some original video plans in the works. Uh, we've got some original video content like uh, shorts or like lists and stuff like that. We are talking about doing a simulcast video of the show, possibly a multicam shoot. We're not sure yet. Ooh. But uh, we, we may be doing at least just one camera, just because it, it, it's such a big thing now. Have radio on TV. I mean, you've got locally, we've got here in Massachusetts, we've got Felger and Maz and Toucher mm-hmm. and Rich, and those guys are all on TV. And then you've got guys like Colin Cowherd, you got Mike and Mike on ESPN, like all those radio shows are on TV. You can actually watch them do their show, which is a really cool thing to me. You you don't you used to never get that kind of peek behind the scenes. Uh, when you listen to the radio, you you almost never knew what the guys looked like. But now it's it's so out there in the open, you get to see what goes on behind the scenes, and that's that's something that we we tried once or t- actually twice. We did it for the uh, the New Year's Eve special this past year. It was kind of like a year in review, and we we dressed up for the occasion, and um, and then, then you had the, on the second one. And then you? the following week, we tried to do it again, and uh, Brian was in studio. Yes, and uh, there was a malfunction with the camera, and and just things went awry but function the junction yes exactly so we've been yeah help our our patreons have been amazingly generous and we've been able to purchase some stuff to try to get that going and starting the uh, the simulcast as well and then just overall we just want to be the one-stop shop for all wrestling and entertainment i mean we whether it be the new age insiders wrestling channel or the new age insiders pop you know, we just and, and everyone that's that contributes to it is just it's so they're so generous with their time and we, we couldn't be thankful or we couldn't be more thankful for everyone that contributes to this network. And we just want to be, like I said, the one stop shop for uh, for all forms of wrestling and entertainment around the world. I covered everything. WWE. Yeah, it's great. And I think we're kind of well on our way to, to doing that. Yes, and it's great sure. to be a part of it here. We're glad to have you, Mike. And uh, we'll uh, keep you guys around. Chip, G-Rod, you're here. Uh, we're going to do a couple more things before we get out of here. And uh, I'd love to have your participation. It's time to do this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Bill's dazzling appearance? Yes. Well, I always I always wanted to be included in the acronym. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't referring to your good looks, but oh. uh, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't I'm here. I wasn't talking about your, your good looks, but look at you. Yeah. I mean, the shoe fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I mean was, you've done a fine job as co-host this week. Uh, so much so that we might have to hook Malonus up with the Disney cast on the NAI Pop Network and yeah. just kind of. Sent him on his way. I love talking Disney, man, so I'm, I'm always open for that. All right, but uh, the main point is to get him off of this show. So <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But uh, what I mean to say when, when it comes to BDA Radio, it's the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Now, he may be the kingpin of pop, but the combat sports crown still goes to BDARadio.com. All right. It's that time. It's promo about nothing time. We got Bill. We got G-Rod. We got Chip. And the year, 1998. Back to the time when there were two big superpowers in the wrestling world. And this one is World Championship Wrestling. And it's time for a Steiner. Steiner. 
once again on the promo about nothing, but not Scott, the prolific promo about nothing fellow that he is, Big Papa Pump. It's not him this time. It is the dog-faced gremlin himself. So let's go down to ringside with Mean Gene Oakland and Rick Steiner with a very special guest joining them. Promo about nothing. Steiner versus Steiner, the one that never happened at Fall Brawl is going to happen at Halloween Havoc. A lot of stress for both you and members of your family. Do you think you pushed too hard, Rick, for this particular match? No, I don't, Gene. You know, my brother, he's brought this on himself, and this has been coming for a long, long time, Gene. When we get the fall... What? What the devil? What is that? Wait a minute. Take a look. Get that dummy out of here. We're trying to conduct an interview. Who's that? Shut him up, please. Give it a rest. Get that dummy out here. What? Hey, Wait a minute. ball. Who what? you calling a dummy? Wait a minute. You're standing there with the genetic throwback who barks at the moon. I'm doing love scenes with Jennifer Tilly, and you're calling me a dummy? Say it again. Yeah. yeah we call yeah. you. You're a dummy. Hey, what's the matter? For a guy who never shuts up, you sure don't have much to say, mean Gene. Well, uh, just, just a second here. <laughs> uh, Chucky, Shut the hell up. I didn't come here to talk to you anyway. I came here to talk to that idiot standing next to you. Where? Hey, hey! Bring your raggedy rear end down here! You got something you to like say to me! That, wouldn't you, Ricky? You've been playing with dolls all your life. At least that's what your mother tells me. Oh, please. But I'm not your type. You need a kinder, gentler, dumber doll. Me? I'd show you what it's like to get your head twisted off, your arms and legs bent and broken, and when I'm done with you, I'd let the dogs chew on you like some old shoe. How would you like that, Ricky? You got something to say? Say it! If you ain't got nothing to say, get the heck out of here! I'm here to tell everyone that if they want to see a real pro at work, they should go and see my new movie, Bride of Chucky. Opening October 16th. And I want to give you some advice, Ricky. Don't mess with Scott. You see, what I really want to do is direct. And Scott's the lead in my next project. So if you mess with Scott, you're messing with me and my Academy Award. And Chucky's going to get more than lucky, Ricky. Chucky's going to get even <laughs> well, that's insanity. That's lunacy. Oof, one of the most what embarrassing segments. <laughs> just embarrassing. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> did, did you, did you, I you wish I could watch I'm, that. I know, right? Uh, the, have you seen that? I have not no. seen no? it, no. No, you haven't seen it? I have to have the video here. I should have brought that up. But uh, yeah, of course, the dummy Gene is referring to is Chucky from Child's Play, those Child's Play horror movies back in the day. Yes, it's an animatronic doll. 
<laughs> that they're talking to. And by the way, Chucky is a heel laugh Hall of Famer. Uh, <laughs> brought I knew I remembered the laugh. Yes. Uh, so they had four weeks of lead up to this <laughs> with just laughter playing over the sound system and people like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> right. What is this? And this is the payoff, folks. Just that. This is the payoff. <laughs> Who is this guy? Is it a new talent coming in to take over WCW? No, it's just a doll. Yep. Just a doll, essentially. So, oh my God. Rick Steiner is not a dynamo when it comes to promos, but uh, having him play off a tape, obviously pre taped. They were off the entire time. At one point, they respond to the doll when they're not supposed to be responding to him. And the doll says, Hey, you don't know much to say, but they just, it just did it. say something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They they steal Jericho's shit. Shut the hell up. Yeah, I was just saying, is that Jericho? Like, what's going on? <laughs> the crowd pops big for it. Uh, I I guess the saddest moment was Rick saying, "Bring your raggedy ass down here." He has to challenge this thing, this doll. It's <laughs> uh, one of the lowlights of wrestling history. I would that, say, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable and of course it all leads to the bride of chucky plug (laughs) (laughs) so the whole point of this is to plug this movie and right after they plug it gene says please (laughs) right and i don't want to watch that movie (laughs) and let me just say that this went on to be the most successful of all the child's play movies wow how (laughs) i'm not sure what it says for this segment or if it's just please if it's the the power of pro wrestling at this time maybe oh my god that did it but uh Scott Steiner, would you like to see Scott Steiner in the next Child's Play movie? Bill? Sure, why not? <laughs> Please. <laughs> he might need a few takes, but uh, oh my God. D- G-Rod, how do you feel about this? Did you see this back in the day? I did. Um, I'm a horror movie uh, mark. Uh, even at that time, I was a WCW mark too, so even in its bad times, I watched all the time. But uh, seeing Chucky on the screen with Rick Steiner, and like you said, just the Steiner brothers in general, are notorious for like weird and bad promos but uh seeing chucky really made my day i remember that like <laughs> i was with my dad watching it and it's just i i love the child's play movie so everything about this i loved at the time looking back at it now it was bad but i get a chuckle anytime i pop that video on youtube <laughs> it still it still makes me smile it is, yeah, one of the worst concepts, worst ideas that ever made it onto TV. <laughs> Awful. If you do want to see the video, you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the NAI Wrestling Network. All right. The kingpin, Brian Malonis, he's hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying his trade as a professional wrestler. And I'm not sure of all his dates, but I know of one. It's this Friday night, October the 6th. Woburn, Massachusetts for Chaotic Wrestling. Malonis has been talking about it for a number of weeks now. He is challenging Ilya Markopoulos for the Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. That's this Friday night in Woburn, Massachusetts at the Woburn Elks Lodge. You can get your tickets for that at chaoticwrestling.com. And many dates that uh, I'm sure the Kingpin will expound upon in future editions of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. But make sure you're there this Friday night, October 6th, in Woburn to see Malonis. He says, take the championship for the fourth time. It would be unprecedented if Malonis was able to do it when the fourth Chaotic Wrestling Championship of his career be there to perhaps witness history this Friday, October 6th. And if you want to book the Kingpin Brian Malonis on a future date, Brian Malonis at Comcast.net is the email, or you can DM him on Twitter at 
Brian Malonis. All right, before we get out of here, I want to talk about the Putting Over Podcasts Facebook group. It's a Facebook group connecting podcasters and podcast fans. All you got to do, go on Facebook, put in the search bar, Putting Over Podcasts, join. We will add you. Uh, we got Chip in there. We got Bill in there contributing, all talking about everything that we love about wrestling and about wrestling podcasts. And it's, it's a, a great time. It's a very useful tool, too. And I mean, I've... I been doing this for about three or four years now but i've learned stuff in that group from other people who have been doing it probably long longer than i have so uh, if you're interested in podcasting or have a podcast yourself definitely check it out because there are a very uh there's a there's a huge group of very knowledgeable people in there that know what they're talking about and even if you're looking for some new shows to check out there you can even find them there too so definitely check out the putting over podcast wrestling group Thank you very much. And yeah, it's a great place if you're even if you're a podcast fan and want to get a kind of behind the scenes look of what's going on with uh, wrestling podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I'd seen these Facebook groups uh, about podcasting and I thought there needed to be one specifically for the pro wrestling kind of genre and uh it's growing and that's great and i really hope people come and check it out uh booking the territory with mike mills we talked about he is on the top five of <laughs> uh the most hated uh when it comes to the kingpin brian malonis and that's reason enough for me to check out booking the territory each and every week on sundays they do the smoky mountain wrestling show and on thursdays this is their flagship show mike mills.podbean.com and Check in the boots with Chip and Tony. Check them out. You can find them on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. Where else? Uh, that's basically it. We're not on Podomatic for some reason. We got kicked off of there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how. But um, you can find us. Where we just changed over to monthly scheduling and all of that and not much to talk about. We're a monthly show now. We'll be back within the next week. All right, that's great. And the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, finally, they got so much going on on that feed. Thursday, it is the flagship show with Jason and Troy and so much more going on over there. Check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast and uh, tell them that the WPAN sent you. And of course, we hope you continue to listen to the all-new NAI Wrestling Network all week long for DC and Doc Talk, Rant with Ant, the Shattered Glass Cast, and of course, our flagship podcast, the New Age Insiders Wrestling Show, Starring Bill Neville. Hey. <laughs> and I want to thank very much Chip for being here. Thank you. And uh, the Shattered Glass cast is coming Saturday? Saturday. Yep. All right. So check that out. Uh, make sure you're subscribed here to this feed and you will find the Shattered Glass cast this weekend. And G-Rod, you got so much going on. Let us know uh, where we can find you. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at who is G-Rod. But um, podcast wise, you can... Find me on Rant with Ant every Friday. Uh, Fridays we rant, where we break down the good, the bad, the ugly of professional wrestling that week. Uh, Anthony DeStefano and Phil Cataldo, my boys. Um, so every Friday there. And Songs for the Moment is on NAI Pop uh, every Wednesday. Um, and there's so much other stuff going on that I don't want to bore you with, but uh, a lot of good stuff coming. All right, and we'll keep our eye on your Twitter for more details on that, at WhoIsGRod. And, of course, my humble co-host... Bill Neville, at Bill Neville NAI. You are at Chip K C T B, correct? Correct. And uh, Bill, it's been great to be here. Absolutely. Great having you, buddy. It's uh, fantastic. I know the Patriots are, are playing and you're itching to get upstairs and check it out. Uh, I guess we can say that this podcast is now the official podcast of the New England Patriots. Yeah, sure. Now <laughs> now, now that Brian Lewis isn't here, we can, uh, yeah. we can cheerlead for the Pats 
And uh, perfect. Hopefully they do well today, and it's been great. Uh, we are back on Thursday with the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDA Radio. Search WPAN on your favorite podcatcher, or go to BDAradio.com. Then you can join us here next Monday for the WPAN on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network, episode seventy-seven. Until then, for the vacationing Brian Malonis, he's Bill Neville, I'm Mike Crockett, big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. <laughs>